Welcome to Be By Design, a podcast about unlocking the inner code to the person you were designed to be. The code that you can apply to your way of being, your decision making, and your clarity about what you think and how you feel. Each week, we'll discuss a new level of human design and piece by piece uncover the person you were designed to be and the life you were designed to lead. Join me as we lay out the roadmap through life where you get to be your own hero. Buckle up for the ride of a lifetime to discover true understanding of the person um, you were meant Nina, to be. And she is going you get to, to be in control of your runaway Mustang whenever that happens. For you guys today. Remembering so, you've Nina is got a business reins. coach for star coaches and transformational leaders. Let's she is ride. also a human design teacher and trains practitioners to learn HD as a high-level coaching tool. She is a 5-1 manifester on the cross of informing, which briefly translates to informing you about new insights, understanding pathways through practical solutions. And her focus is really offering deep clarity, deep alignment, and practical marketing and energetic co-creation solutions. I am so glad that we met in, in a group and you spoke up to do this, and I am so excited. So welcome to our podcast, Nina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for this special episode, which is for your solar return day. So thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. And we are we are meeting for the first time today. So Nina doesn't know me outside of my chart, which I think is so fun because you guys, um, some of you actually know me in real life who are listening and, and some of you don't. So this is almost an introduction to who Bertia is at the deepest core level, right? So it's like, if you don't know anything about me, this is really almost who I am. And if you do, you'll see um, some of the, the alignment that comes in play here. So I'm so excited. Yes, it is always amazing when I meet the person for the first time and I look at the chart before, so. Yeah. <laughs> It is uh, kind of very interesting. So should I go and share my screen or? Yes, you can share your screen. Okay, amazing. So if you are watching on the YouTube channel, you will be able to actually see my chart um, and you'll be able to go through it if you are watching. But if you're just listening, it's all going to make sense too. Amazing. So I wanted to share a little bit uh, my background of how I got started with human design. Maybe the story is kind of interesting. Um, I saw human design many years ago in a Facebook group. Um, people, they were talking about human design, but I didn't pay attention for many, many months because basically I didn't know my exact time of birth. But um, there was a situation I was coaching um, three very powerful women, spiritual leaders, psychic people, very intuitive people. And uh, they had a team. They had a team of three people and the team somehow collapsed. And the, that idea, that that's an incident kind of pushed me to understand human design because my question was, how come people who are very conscious, like these are leaders, these are very intuitive psychic people, they couldn't um, create a good collaboration among each other. So that was one of the reasons I actually moved to human design. In the beginning, I studied Jinkies, then I moved very quickly to human design. And I started to do reading for clients. And um, basically it was like, I was doing business coaching, human design was more like um, out of my own interest to understand my clients. And after a few years, I started to actually teach human design and uh, how to do chart reading and stuff like that. Um, I studied human design from the founder of human design. Uh, there is a little bit clarity of transmission that he carries that I personally like. Not many people, they like that, but uh, for me, I'm a first-line profile, first-color motivation, so investigation is my jam, and I love the way that he talks about concepts. Somehow, some concepts are a little bit vague in human design. Some concepts are very practical, and um, here we are. We are talking about um, the chart, 
one thing I wanted to share is that somehow around 50% of people that they come to my reading, there is a commonality, there is a common pattern that is very, very interesting. And the common pattern is that people, they come to reading because their birthday is approaching. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that. Because every time we have a solar uh, return, which is around your birthday, 88 days before the birthday, it is like a push. It is like a program, as we call it in human design, is pushing you to back in, to get back into alignment mm-hmm. and whatever that is, right? So. Somehow I have seen people that their birthday is approaching or even the birth, like the day of reading is the birthday. So um, it is always interesting. Yeah. It is always interesting for me to notice um, stuff like that. And with, when it comes to alignment, and a lot of people are talking about aligning with human design. A lot of people, they don't know even their human design, but they're very much living based on their design. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you have noticed like people around you. Uh, so they don't even know about their human design, but naturally they're following their own rhythm. They are following their own nature in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea of getting back into alignment for me is more like, um, we have a purpose. The bioform has a purpose, purpose in this material plane. And basically the program wants to tap into the genius that you have or tap into quality that you have for the whole. So somehow when, when it comes to the solar return or any life cycle uh, stages in human design, alignment, it, it doesn't feel anything different than usual, sometimes it is a big shift. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like you see major shifts happening, uh, like people are coming to your aura, people are leaving your aura, the background frequency is changing, the environment is changing. So the idea is that like we are going through the life, we go through different life cycles. Every year we go through the solar return. So that is another life cycle and we, the the program wants to benefit and wants to tap into our genius and our qualities for the whole, for everybody. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I always say too. It's like when, when we get into alignment with who we are, that's when we get to raise the frequency of everyone around us and it, in turn the world, you know? So when we fall into that space, when we fall into that alignment, that's when we get to share that with everyone else. And, and it is crazy how you say some people just are naturally there. Um, maybe just need a few tweaks here and there to recognize. And some people are, are so far deconditioned from it that it's like, let's bring you, let's bring you all the way back. And, um, when I first found human design, it was the, it was more of the smaller tweaks where I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. But then allowing permission in areas that I needed to lean deeper into or um, figure out what this meant and how to get back to that, that place. Yeah, I actually had the same experience. I was like, like in terms of authority, I was like, I'm living already like that, even for um, stuff like nutritional aspect of human design I was already living like that mm-hmm. um, but there are especially the unconscious part for example I'm a manifester but my design as a manifester is unconscious so this is a place that after many years I still have challenges with that so yeah so when it comes to using human design for business or purpose I have a process when it comes to the reading and I go through 12 aspects of the influential energies that you have, which I call it the influential brand archetype of the person. Um, I'm not quite sure we can go through all of that in this call, but we can talk about the prominent aspect. So, This is the design of being a projector. This is the design of a projector energy. There are, projectors are amazing 
in terms of like um, what they do and how the aura is being structured, but also they're very much different than each other. So like if you see people on Instagram are talking about projectors this or projectors like that, like yes, there are commonalities between each aura type, but each projector actually the design is different. The way that they influence the other person is different. So I don't want to put all projectors into one basket. It doesn't work with human design because it's all about differentiation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there are commonalities. The commonalities is that projectors are here for the others. Projectors are here to guide the other person. It is very important for projectors to understand the author authority. Uh, one of the things that I personally love about projectors is that they are master connectors. The, or it's not even about personality. Like if you're a projector, maybe you don't want to, like maybe you are an introvert, right? But the aura wants to get connected to other people. The aura is the networker energy. Mm-hmm. And through that ability to connect to the others, it gains insight and information so it can guide the other person. So um, one of the commonalities when you look at the design of a projector is that there is a lot of openness. Mm-hmm. And I say commonalities, it doesn't mean for all projectors they have the same design. I have seen designs of projectors that they have all the eight centers defined, right? Uh, but usually there is a lot of openness. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens with the projector design is that there are a lot of hanging gates around the chart and if you look at your chart like there is a lot of hanging energies and if you don't know what is hanging energy these are the gates that are connected to the center but the other part is not connected so one side of it is turned on or colored in and the other side is not that's yeah I have a lot of those I count one two three four five six seven I have eight like ten or eleven or twelve in my chart so I have a lot of those Yes, so that is the connecting ability of the aura. So it is basically you're calling the other person to come into your aura, or you are calling the other person to learn about the other side, because that is the dream of the quantum of that channel to be full. So it is like you're bringing the other person through the master networking abilities that projectors they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are also a fourth line in your profile. But if you ju- we just look at the body graph and we just look at the aura, it's like it is calling the other person. The other person first comes and connects you. So it is not an easy path. <laughs> but as you move forward and you understand the quality of the other person, then you gain insight and wisdom about how the other works, like how the other side works and what they need. And that is the energy of being a projector. So just because somebody is a projector, it doesn't mean that they are good guides. It means that they need to go through their own path and projectors, they usually have the hardest path of deconditioning because everybody is conditioning them because of the openness and the hanging energies. So, but you go through the path and you learn about the other person, you gain wisdom and you are able to guide the other person better than anybody else. And that is the gem of being a projector. Yes. (laughs) Right, so um, that is um, very interesting. And like, if you want to go deeper, you can look at all the hanging energies and see what is the other side and what the other side is telling me. Right, and you can even look at people that are attracted to your aura, like maybe partners, uh, kids, um, business partners, clients. The aura is talking, right? So we can we, we can go a little bit deeper. Like I have some assumptions of like what type of people are attracted to your aura, just by looking at the hanging gates, or by looking at the openness. Tell tell me, Sam. Sure, we will go to some of that. For example, I have gate 14, like you have gate two. So like we get together, the sacral is defined. And um, I personally love gate two people because gate 14 is all about capacity to make money, but it doesn't have direction. 
the gate two is part of the cross of a sphinx. It is open direction to create um, in the material plane. So all of a sudden the circle is defined, but we can go even deeper than that. Like, um, let's see when we look at the channel, it might be more interesting. Uh, so that was about the aura being a projector. The other thing about the projector is that um, the process is kind of vague. Like people, they, they, they hear the idea of like waiting for invitation. What does it mean? Mm -hmm. um, so the thing about the program is that it works even if you don't know about the program. So so as a projector, like it is always my first question, have you ever been invited to anything? And there is always a story that the projector can share with you about like mm, they just went out there, they put the aura out there and they got the invitation. Uh -huh. uh, somehow the aura is very powerful in person. The challenge is like creating the same power on social media that people understand and the, you receive invitation by broadcasting yourself in a sense. Mm -hmm. But when you are in person, you can trust that power, the aura completely. It is the power of the aura. There is always this urge for the other person to invite you. They just need to know that you exist. Like you just need to put your aura out there. Mm -hmm. And when you go on social media, it is more like broadcasting your aura in a sense. So um, when it comes to marketing, we use attraction marketing for all aura types. But I have noticed that different aura types, they have different paths of growth. Like projectors, they usually get very good recognition. The quality of recognition that they get is different than generators okay. or manifestors, right? So that is the beauty of having this projector aura. Do you like anything about being a projector you want to share? Um, I, I think for me, it um, one of the things that stands out that that I don't know if I if I like it, but it was something that it, it was something that I've always known about myself kind of is like that the aura that you talk about that I and that connectedness that I draw people in and kind of magnetize on a level and also just always having that guiding sense like I've always want to help people, um, but not in the sense like pull them out of, you know, out of the, the trenches, but like help them see for themselves things. Um, and that's something that I was like, oh, well, that makes total perfect sense. I have also, that came off. Um, I also noticed that my, my openness of taking on other people's energy kind of stuff um, was something that really stood out for me as well. So, because you have the projector aura, the definitions or the channels that you have here, you have two channels defined. These channels are projector energies. And one of the things like if anybody is listening and you are a projector, you can look at your channels because most likely 100% your channels are projectory because you're not a generator, you don't have any generative uh, channel or any manifesting channel, you have a projectory energy. So one of the things that you, you can look at those channels is that these are the ways that you're going to be recognized. The quality of the channel that you have, this is the way that you're going to get invitation, or at least you're going to be recognized as somebody who has these channels. Um, when it comes to recognition, it is actually very chemical in the body. If you receive the right recognition, it feels as the energy of success. If it is not the right recognition, um, it doesn't feel it, like sometimes you may even feel bitter, like the person is saying something very nice, but it is not correct for you. And then all of a sudden you feel that bitterness in the body, it is actually chemical energy. So it is good for projectors that they know what are the energies that are, that are going to be recognized for. Uh, for example, like if I recognize you as somebody who has a defined route, 
it may it may not be the right recognition or somebody who has a defined emotional center um, it is not the right recognition but if i recognize you as somebody who carries these two very powerful energies then you the body acknowledges that so it is important for projectors to know like what are the what are the energies that are going to be recognized for and then you can look at your channels which is part of your influential energies that hey these are the energies that i carry and if people they are able to recognize that energy it is like a right mirroring back to me um of who I am or what kind of energy I carry in my aura. So these are the two channels that you have, very powerful ego. One is connected to the center of uh, identity and the other is connected to uh, the spleen energy. Um, do you have like, do you know about these channels? Talk, um, talk a little bit about the, the 2550, because that channel for me was like, I had to do a little bit of digging into that one. Um, and I've had some people with that channel come to me and they're like, I don't understand like this, this gall and this like shaking things up. I don't really get it. So will you um, share a little perspective on that channel, which is the connection between my heart, willpower center and myself? Sure. So when you want to see the channel, yes, you can read the description of like the gate 25, the gate of innocence, 51 is um, connected to the heart, the organ of the heart, and it is called um, the energy of shock or initiation. This is the design of needing to be first. This is a very competitive ego at the mundane level. But there are layers and layers of information on each channel. For example, it is part of the mystical pathway. So that initiation, yes, at the mundane level is the idea of being competitive. It is actually healthy for you to be in a competitive environment. Um, if you are not in that competitive environment, it may even affect the organ of the heart in a sense. So it is healthy for the ego to have competition in a sense at the mundane level, but at the mystical level, um, it is the initiation that it offers to the spirit of the other person. And it's looking at 25, which is the, the law for humanity, um, the universal love. So it is the gate of innocence. It is the gate of uh, shamans and priesthood. So. Um, yes, there is a mundane energy behind it. There is a mystical energy behind it. I personally love to look at the channel through the pathways. So there are two pathways that this channel belong to. One is the mystical pathway, and it is like the heart of mystical pathway, like initiating the other person, initiating the universal love in other person. Um, so let's going beyond the normal to the void and bringing other person to the void because it has the ego power uh, to push the other person to the ego, to the void. Uh, so it's like going out of the comfort zone in a sense at the mystical level. Um, in terms of the pathway, so you can look at it from the mystical viewpoint of 2551. Uh, it is also part of another secretary, which is called the centering secretary. So that secretary or the energy pathway starts from 34, it goes to 10, and it goes all the way to the ego. Uh, so you don't have 10, 34, but you have this part of 25, 51. So somehow along the way, I mentioned that like your chart is showing you what kind of people you attract into your aura. Mm -hmm. My assumption is that like you may attract people that they have a lot of 1034 energies. Yeah. Right, so um, 1034 is the other leg of that secretary and you have this part and uh, it can be very magnetic to each other. And it, the collaboration can be very interesting. 
uh, you can see how they are going to bring that mm, the energy of 2551 forward because it is like two energies as, are plugged into each other. All of a sudden, you look at 2551 um, in a different way, in a different light, in a sense. So yeah. um, that is light, and that is why I like to look at human design, not just like I have this channel, but this channel is part of a bigger circuit. And um, there, is, uh, there is information, um, there is, probably call to action from the other side of the, that secretary. When they get together, it is called the, the energy of centering, which is all about helping the other person find a center, finding the ground. It is basically the whole idea of personal development. Um, I think, for example, Tony Robbins, he has the whole circuit. Mm -hmm. or maybe he doesn't have 25 I don't exactly remember but like it's a very prominent energy in his chart so I imagine you might attract people that they have 10 or the whole 10 34 energy and all of a sudden uh, they need the ego they need the ego to identity energies that they don't have so together there is a lot of centering energy for other people yeah and I actually think that that, that describes almost exactly what I do with people. But also I want to just point out that my whole childhood, I grew up in a competitive environment, like showing horses, rodeoing. I did queen competitions. Like I grew up in a very competitive environment. And when I left that, um, that's when I like almost had like I need something like I have to feel this. It was like, there was a void there for me. Um, so that channel, like recognizing that connection there was, was super bright light for me. Um, but also the personal development space. And I know there's kind of a mix of, um, one of my friends calls me like the chaos queen. Like when there's chaos around me, I'm able to like have that, kind of, you know, naive child, like love for the world and like everything is okay. Um, some people call it toxic positivity, <laughs> but I like to just think of it as, as it's coming from that mystical, uh, that mystical channel of just knowing that it's all going to be okay. And that's my toxic positivity trait. <laughs> but I think it comes from this circuit of the personal development when you constantly work on yourself there's more love to give, there's love to go around, all of that stuff connect. Yes, um, yes. also 51, which is like connected to the ego is part of your note to note. So um, it is the energy is there, but it's going to be much more activated after you move to the note note, uh, which, is, uh, which happens around the midlife time. Um, and th this is another interesting information in human design that first we are in the south node and then we move to the north node. The energy is there always. Um, it is not like you have 51. It is the background frequency of the environment. Mm -hmm. So it is not like you are competitive, but it is the energy of the environment. Um, being competitive or um, imposing the will uh, to go to the void and bringing other people to let's join me and let's go to the void mm -hmm. and see what happens so it is more likely the background frequency rather than the actual um uh, activation but 26 is an actual activation 26.5 uh, 25.6 you have it there uh, as the conscious energy so um, that uh, innocent um, energy of um, finding the lock or being lucky, um, that is um, very, very interesting. And it is the role model energy of that, the sixth line. Yeah. Um, and again, when it comes to human design, there is no bad or good. Like, for example, for me, it is actually healthy for this ego to be in a competitive environment. I have had clients that they start their own online business. 
all of a sudden are in a corporate setting, it is very competitive, the ego, it is healthy for the ego to be there, but then they move it and it doesn't feel like um, they're competing um, in a sense. Like that's, that is a little bit push that maybe it is uh, empowering for the ego. Mm-hmm. So um, there is no like um, bad or good, it's actually healthy to move forward. And you look at, like you can measure it, um, you can measure the environment of like how you feel. If you feel successful, like it is a good environment. If it is not, um, you can see um, maybe it is related to the ego center. Maybe lack of competitiveness is not driving you to move forward. So these are the questions that like, um, it depends, like it depends on the situation. It depends on uh, people around you. And as a projector, the recognition is important. So um, being in a competitive environment and being recognized for qualities that you already have is going to be very healthy. Um, the other one is 2644. You are going to be recognized as someone who is the transmitter to the tribe. It is the quality of the ego who is able to impact the well-being of the tribe. And uh, it is all the ego is all about the material of the tribe and is able to sell a new concept to the tribe. So in essence, it is a tribal energy. It is able to sell a new concept to the tribe. Tribe doesn't want to change, but it has the quality to exaggerate a new concept. So the tribe can accept the new concept for the well-being of the tribe. So that transmitter energy, like um, some people, they call it the salesperson energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not about selling something. It can be um, inviting people to a new concept. Then inviting the tribe to a new way of living mm-hmm. um, through exaggeration, because if you don't exaggerate, the tribe doesn't want to change. Right. So this is another way that you are being recognized um, as someone who has these qualities. Um, so like um, probably you have it in your business. I'm not quite sure. Um, it is like I usually see them uh, they're being recognized as someone who is good at sales or teaching sales psychology, um, how to connect to the tribal. At the essence of it is very tribal. So um, the recognition comes when you are in the right tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is also connected to 44, which is about the well-being of the tribe in a sense. Um, so like 44 is, um, I've seen the whole generation that they have the Pluto at gate 44, they're very much about health, health of the body, uh, well-being of the body, um, anything that has to do with the health of the tribe. So the qualities is like the truth of the Pluto. So these are the two energies that are very prominent. And you know, when you receive the right recognition as a projector, um, it feels good. Yeah. Right. So that is uh, very interesting. Um, it's funny, the 44, um, that that gate of the health and well-being. So um, for those who don't know, and you probably don't know this, but I work in a hospital as my, my career job. Uh, doing ultrasounds on people. So I'm involved with people's health every day. It's also a super big passion of mine. I actually started my journey as a health coach, you know, online, being an entrepreneur that way. And things kind of evolved and evolved and, um, and then kind of escalated to where we are today. But health is still very much a part of my um, my, my story, my message, my journey, all of that. And like making sure that I am healthy. And again, sharing that with my tribe and sharing other ways. I think that's where the personal development part comes in. It's like, we have to have healthy mind, healthy body living into our human design and it's all connected. Um, And for me, that's what is so fun to recognize that it's actually, it's what I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) and it's who I am. So it's fun to make that connection and share it that way. That's amazing. 
Um, yes, that, that is the truth. Like it's for me, it is the journey starts from the sun and we go all through all the archetypes and we end um, in the Pluto, which is, it is a real truth. So the 44.3 and 44.2 at the unconscious, um, somehow the truth doesn't show in the beginning because we have to go through all the archetypes, then we end in the Pluto. So it is something that we cannot negate. Like as you look at the 44, um, the truth is all about um, the tribal well-being mm-hmm. energy. And then we can go deeper, that's the theme, but the whole idea of it is like um, related to the spleen, the washing machine of the body, the immune system of the body. So when, uh, in terms of the influential brand archetype, we started with the aura type. We started with the idea that, okay, as a projector, how you are going to be recognized in the marketplace. And then you can even go deeper and look at the hanging gates, um, but that is not necessary right now. The other thing that you can look at your design is that what is the most activated center in your body graph? Uh, so whether it is like there is the whole channel defined around the center or there is receptor. Receptor meaning that, for example, if you look at the G center, two is a hanging gate, the other side is not defined, but it's a receptor for the G center because it is looking to the G center. So what does it mean? Does it, it means that there is a lot of energy, there is a lot of um, dynamics is going around that center. So that center is going to be very influential to other person. So, and there you can go even there is, there might be a hierarchy in a sense that like you have very uh, important center in your body graph and then there's the second one and the third one. Um, so for example, you're at clinic, but in terms of um, as, um, how the spleen works, maybe the other two centers are more um, prominent in a sense than the splenic center. Mm-hmm. So for example, you have the ego, two of the four channels is defined. So it's going to be very prominent. If I don't know you, uh, if like even if I close my eyes and you come to my aura, I feel that energy of powerful ego that you have. It is looking to the identity center and it's looking to the spleen. The energy is there, right? We cannot deny that energy. And also the G center, if you look at your G center, Uh, whether you have the hanging energies or the channel, and also you have receptors, like the gate five is looking to the um, uh, G center, 57 is looking, so you have um, three alpha frequency uh, that you have defined here. So these are all the alpha frequencies that we have in a team, in the penta configuration. Um, So, this is like another prominent energy that you have in the body graph and it's going to show uh, to other person. Um, and you know, that's and- kind of funny because as much as I've looked at my chart, I, I guess I haven't put them all together and recognized that um, in my G center, if you're not, if you're not able to see my chart, basically I have almost all the gates have a connection somewhere. Um, so it has the ability and capability to connect with all of these different spaces if I'm in the right company. Um, and that in turn, I always say, you know, when I meet people, um, they think that I'm, I'm good at talking or good at expressing myself. And I don't feel like I am because of my undefined throat. But there's lots of room there to make that connection with people where I'm able to express myself better in their company. Um, and, and also the sacral connections where I feel like I am able to draw on other people's energy, getting that sacral connection. So it's fun to see. Um, and if you can't see that, that's a great way to, to kind of envision how you can make other connections through your centers. Yes. Amazing. So, um, the G center is all about love and direction. 
and um, like I guess you have um, three of the direction and one of the law, but also two of the receptors happening here right now on the G center. So there is a lot of activities. Like um, I have a completely open G center. If you come to my aura, all of a sudden, um, yes, you are conditioning me, but there is always an like a little bit assurance about who I am. Mm -hmm. And this is my understanding of divine energy people when they come to my aura. I have a completely open G center. It's like that is like <laughs> the void in my body graph. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my aura, it's like very profound sense of love and direction also um, rooted in the ego center like this is going to be very powerful coming to my aura and I'm like I feel it like mm, mm, I feel that presence in a sense and it yeah. is not something that you can do it is just there mm -hmm. um, for example in sense in terms of direction we have the direction of the past and um, and the direction of the mm, like presence, which, which is gate number two. Mm -hmm. So it's like mm, you don't, you are not on the cross of a sphinx, which is all about giving direction to other person. But it is how the aura works. Like you are uh, waiting in a queue, uh, in line, in grocery store, and the aura is giving direction to other person. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we, we, it takes time for us to get a grasp of it or acknowledge that, like the power that we have in our aura. So and that idea of like giving a sense of love and identity and direction to other person, because it is very profound uh, in your body graph, um, it is going to be um, sensed by the other person when they step into your power and into your aura. So it is good that you look at the body graph and see, okay, what is one important center that I have in my body graph? Mm -hmm. um, also, the ego is all about self-worth. So um, that is going to be a little bit pumping the energy of self-worth to other person. The idea that you can rest, you can work, you don't need to go hustle um, directionless and try to make things happen. Right, so that is can be somehow you may not even know it, but it happens mechanically. Like mm -hmm. the ego is telling it to the other person, especially if it is uh, in tune with its own essence. And then the other way that you can look at the aura, because I usually say you can look at the aura from inside out, meaning that what you have activated and how it is influencing the other person, or outside in, meaning that you look at um, the center is that you don't have it defined, but there is a great chance that that center is going to be defined. So if you look at your centers that are not defined, they're white in the body graph, which one is prominent? Uh, probably the emotions looks pretty prominent. <laughs> yes, yes, it is Polar interesting. Point. Yeah, the solar plexus, like we have three hanging gates and one receptor is looking to the emotional center. Mm -hmm. um, but also the throat center. If you look at the throat center, like everything here around the throat center, there is a great chance that the throat center is going to be defined at any point of time. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that is a place you don't have it defined, but as you move on, you learn wisdom about the truth center, which is all about metamorphosis of energy in the body. Mm -hmm. It is uh, related to parathyroid, thyroid gland. It's about expression. It is like all the roams, uh, all the roads to the room is the room is the throat center. Everything is looking to the throat in body graph. Mm -hmm. So there is a great chance that at any point of time, the throat center is going to be um, defined by other people, right? So yeah. um, the first is the conditioning part. People are com coming to your aura and they are going to decondition condition your throat center. And then you go through the path of unlearning or deconditioning and you are able to see the magic of the throat center 
and at the wisdom level is helping the other person to get attention like how to perform how to get attention how um, to get the attention that you desire right so i have seen um, like um, you know when you have the truth center defined you only have one way of expressing yourself yeah when you don't have it defined like there are you get to know all the different ways of expression and with the sign that you have that like everything is looking to the throat um it is going to be a lot like a, one of the big wisdom centers that you have you gain a lot of wisdom about expression about visibility about helping other to be visible mm-hmm. in any context maybe in relationship maybe in business Um, for example, I've seen a lot of copywriters have an undefined truth center. Because they're able to speak in that, in that tone. You're exactly. able to kind of take on the voice or the expression of, of the person you're working with and talking to. Yes. And also, like, for example, with the work that you are doing with the podcast, you are bringing the voice of the other person mm-hmm. and you are giving a, sp- a stage to other person to express what they need to express so like you also fourth line as a profile so um it is also interesting it is also reflected back in your incarnation cross that expression part mm-hmm. so um i would look at the throat center much deeper it is like it is talking it has a it, it has a message in terms of the wisdom that you have cultivated And it doesn't have to be expression like vocal expression. It can be performance, being on a stage, getting recognition, um, and also metamorphosis. How to bring metamorphosis into your life mm-hmm. uh, is the center of manifestation in a sense as well. So um, it is a very interesting design that you have around the truth center. So this is grateful another- that, that you brought this part up because there was even, um, you know, I was questioning, like, does my podcast even make sense? Like I have an undefined throat. So how am I going to make this all like, I don't have the words to say all the time. Like I kind of struggle with that personally of like, I just, I'm not a person of many words in a lot of senses. So I'm like, am I going to be able to keep up with expressing and communicating and finding all of these words to say on a podcast for episode after episode. And that's of course why I am giving this stage to other people because I want this connection and I want to give other people's voices. Um, you know, I want to share that community and, and have my audience learn from and grow through other people as well. And that's what really, it, it gives me so much joy. Yes. Also, when it comes to creating content, um, the Troll Center is very important, like what is happening around the Troll Center, but also with um, the arrows, with the cognitive force that you have, mm-hmm. you are quite right. <laughs> And it is part of my design that I actually attract a lot of right-oriented people. Really? <laughs> um, Right. Yes. Uh, like it's like at least 70% of my uh, audience, uh, like my actual clients. Um, and one of the challenges um, that like you mentioned about like, um, it might be related to the right mind and right brain that you have, mm-hmm. because you're like a sponge. You go through life, you are ab- absorbing everything about um, from the environment, from mm-hmm. everything that you study, everything that you learn from the other person. As a projector, you are all about the other person. So you are absorbing all sorts of information from them. But so it is basically the consumer brain in a sense. Yeah. When it comes to creating content, then it has a challenge because you don't know what you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I would kind of relate it to the right mind that you have. You need a little bit trigger, like people coming to your aura and asking you a question. Mm-hmm. So you need people to tap into that genius of the right mind that you have. So then you know, right? If 
I'm not asking you question. You don't know even what you know because you yeah. bring them in, in a non-strategic way. But as soon as I start to do, I, I start to ask questions from you, you have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And it is a challenge that I see. I have the right mind. It is a challenge that I see in, like among us. <laughs> but like when it comes to creating content, um, it is like you need to have a little bit trigger and you can start the trigger by asking people to ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Right. For example, when it comes to sales and marketing, I imagine you have a lot of energy that you can share about direction, giving direction to other people, mm-hmm. about emotional intelligence that you have in your body graph. But you need the other person to ask you a question, then you see, oh my God, I actually know a lot about this topic. Yeah. Okay, so um, yes, it can be related to the defined road, but also the right mind has a challenge to strategically take content out of the mind. And um, it is good to create content out of conversations, maybe on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, maybe like... Um, in a laser coaching format, um, I trust that right mind because it has all the information. Yeah. It is a sponge, it is absorbing, and it knows a lot, um, but it needs to have a little bit support in terms of taking out the information out from the storage. Would you describe it? Like, I feel like the all right is kind of a very, like, fluid uh, a fluid way of being, if you will, like, that's just kind of the way I work. Like I even talk about it a lot of like, I am fluid. Nothing is really set in stone. We're just kind of, not that I'm, it's more of like a, we figure it out as we go kind of thing. Like (laughs) there's nothing just set. Yes, exactly. Um, And it is challenging because this is a very strategic both what I have seen in the right people, like in the line of the work that I do, I work with coaches, like the challenge that they have is the storyline of who you are, what you do, who is your audience, like these are the storyline that it takes time for them to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because that flowing energy, yes, it is there, but also they don't know. Like, if you want to sit down and say, Who is my client? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is my value positioning? Um, who is. Oh, that was such a struggle for me. All of those questions. <laughs> yeah. It is, um, but the idea is that you're flowing. You need to trust that flow energy. Yeah. Sense. And I have the right mind. I totally understand. I try to be a strategy. I grew up in various strategy business uh-huh. consulting type of the environment. Um, but uh, there is like a, that a strategic way or the classic way of surviving in the business world. It might not be completely relevant to the right mind. Yeah. I think there's still room for, this is just my experience. I feel like there's still room for strategy and the fact that because I'm a projector and I'm, I'm able to see kind of a bigger picture of things that I'm like, okay, this is the, and preserving energy. So we figure out the smaller kind of easier ways to do things where there's still a strategy in that sense, but not containing myself you know, in that it has to be this way all the time. Um, so um, here's the deal with the cognition. If you know the strategy, you know. Mm-hmm. The challenge is that you don't know what is it that you need to be strategic about. Yes. Right? So um, if you have cognitized the strategy and it works, so, and by works, I mean, it doesn't feel heavy um, on the brain, on the mm-hmm. physical brain, because we receive a strategy from the outside. Sometimes I feel like it's heavy, right? So if you cognitize a strategy and you're able as a right-oriented person to draw it out out of your mind, awesome. 
but if the problem is that we don't know what we need to be strategic about as the right oriented person so that is a little bit like flowing energy and you can create um, contextual environment for yourself so there is some sort of a strategic energy in there like for example if you want to create a program or a service you can create some sort of a strategy in a sense that people are asking you questions um, so they are able to tap into the right mind and experiment with that and the next round of that program you know better yes you know you know the genius of that right mind that you have so um what what is interesting for me when i look at this chart is that you have this right oriented category landed on your incarnation cross right so and part of this incarnation cross is that the unconscious level is 11 12 which is um, 12 is connected to the throat center 11 is looking to the throat center it is actually a teachership frequency. So 11 is all about ideas, 12 is about uh, expressing of the ideas, right? Uh, so for example, the fourth energy of 11, 12 is all about being a teacher prophet energy. So um, imagine you have all the ideas and you are here to teach it, but it is landed on a very right-oriented process yes <laughs> and I can't figure them all out <laughs> yeah so um, the part of trust is that people are coming to your aura and you're going to attract um, your fractals that are going to ask you question and something is going to click and you know that is the right thing to teach yeah right so um, part of yes there are open um, open questions and open like unanswers um question in the body graph the the key is in the hand of the other person in a sense like people are coming to your tapping into that right mind and um taking things out of uh, the right mind and then you know this is a very good concept to teach mm -hmm. this is a good concept to share with the tribe it's going to be very healthy for the tribe in terms of material plane so i'm going to like expand it in a sense yeah. Awesome. Notes, just so I know. Um, yes. Well, I think, I mean, we just hit our hour mark and I want everyone to just take a little piece of this and how good this really was. So I know they can come to you for readings and have this. Um, it's, it's an experience that you get when you get to start, your eyes are open in a new way and you get to start experiencing your life almost in a new way. Um, it provides this, this space where you get to kind of strip everything down, right? We get to recognize and see and feel who we really are while taking off the conditioning or the things that we think we should be doing or um, all of those things because we are all so different. And that's what's so good and so important about getting these readings and learning all of these things about yourself and there's even so much more we could talk about <laughs> um but this this just picks the tip top of it and oh this was so good and so much fun so thank you for for doing this for me i even as i have been studying human design and i've had readings i am still learning every day and i think that's another beautiful thing about human design is it's, we're always evolving, we're always growing, and there's so much space and room to lean into our gifts even more. So thank you for that gift today. Thank you so much and happy Solar Return Day. Thank you. Thank will you, so you much share, for inviting Will you share with them where they can find you? Your links will be posted um, in the show notes, but share with everyone where they can find you and, and how they can learn more about you. Yes, sure. So I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find my name on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is Nina.BusinessGeniusRay. And um, I, I'm usually present on social media. Just uh, send me a DM and uh, we talk, right? Yeah. Amazing. 
Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today on Be By Design. Um, leave us a message, a comment. Thank you for joining me on my birthday. And thank you for this birthday gift, Nina. Y'all have a great day and we will see you next week.